You don't wash your sheets? Uh, no. I've, I've washed them once since 2013. He said he hasn't changed the sheets since. Or even washed them. Yours? I wash them like every two weeks. It's a lot of fucking work. <laughs> Welcome to episode 26 of the DM Monday podcast. We got a cool guest, Brian Martin, coming on later. But uh, what the fuck is up, boys? What the fuck? What up? Mitch Wallace and Trey Bonner today. And my co-host. We just had a show down in Birmingham. It was badass, wasn't it? Too bad you weren't there, Bonner. Mitch, did you kiss Darby? No, but I did tell Darby that you missed her. Dude. And that you were a eligible bachelor. Thank God. Hooking a boy up. She said Bonner's great, but... He's not the one for me, I don't think. I said, well, I said, well, keep thinking. It was cool to see uh, Darby. We went down Thursday night. Me and Burrell did. Friday, we were supposed to do a radio interview, and it got canceled. So we just went and got my oil changed and took care of some stuff. But uh, Friday night, we went out on town, and we were we were leaving Tin Roof, walking over to Innisfree. Like, Nikki T and all of them came down. And uh, we passed Darby and Sarah on the street. Before they go on fucking Innisfree? Innisfree? And it's free, yeah. And it's free. Head to the free, baby. And it's freaks. And uh, yeah, we had a good time. I Irish goodbye that night. Just went back to the hotel. I do that every night. Yeah. Well, you Irish goodbye after the show. What'd you do? Went home, went to sleep. Buddy. Yeah, whatever. That's what I do every time. He went on a solo. <laughs> he went on a solo critter crawl. Solo. Oh, Did no. you succeed? I went home, went to sleep, man. Dude, one time I went to Innisfree with a, a girl, and then Darby and Sarah were there, and she ended up not Darby, but the other girl ended up making out with somebody else. Wasn't a great night. The girl you brought? Yeah. Oh man, not good. Did you make out with Darby? Unfortunately, have not. you ever kissed Darby? No, Darby. Oh, if you're watching this, I want I want to kiss have you. Have y'all ever been on a date? No, not yet. Damn. Have y'all ever texted or anything? Who, Darby? Yeah, is this is all made up in your mind. No, it's real. Well, <laughs> we'll, we'll FaceTime her right now. She'll answer. Uh, maybe FaceTime her. We need to call oh, yeah. her. <laughs> Let's see. Let's see. She'll answer. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do uh, it. All right. Wait. What are you going to do? What are you going to tell her? I don't know. Tell her that you want to date her? I don't know. You have to say, hey, you're on the podcast right now. Would you be interested in show going? The don't, don't even tell her you're on the podcast. Just ask her out on a date. No, you tell her. It's obvious. You have headphones on. Yeah, that's fair. Let's see what happens. Ask her to go get tacos. Tacos? Yeah, that, I mean, true Nashville fashion. How's this <laughs> shit work? I got the new iOS. Are you getting nervous? Works. No. You don't know how it works. That's Siri FaceTime. Oh, there it goes. Don't put me on it. Why not? <laughs> this is your date. Do you have an iPhone 10? I mean, yeah, I just got the new iOS. I had iOS 14, the Steve Jobs prototype for a long time. It's not looking good, fellas. Dude, there's like an iPhone 15 out now. You're so behind. You want to touch it? Touch your phone? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Look how old it looks. The speaker, uh, when you record videos with it, it said, doesn't Do you want to touch it? <laughs> Dude, when you were... It's not looking good. But when you record uh, video, you hang up or did you, you didn't let it go? You didn't let it go to the end. Hey, just, just FaceTime Sarah then. She'll answer. <laughs> It She's doesn't go to that. First one, doing all that. But uh, when you take videos of my phone, there's no audio. Like the the mic doesn't work. 
pretty much. You can get it cleaned out. It'll just get dirty. Oh, okay. That's good. You can get like a, like a toothpick and clean it out. What have you been up to, Bonner? Uh, not a whole lot. Working my day job. Yeah. Uh, that's have you ever it. saved anybody's life? I don't think so. At your day job? Uh, yeah, I might work at a hospital. Dude, I'm just an administrative guy. But at a hospital? Oh, no, I'm at the college, the university. Oh, I thought you were at Vanderbilt Hospital. No, I'm just at the university. Oh. I don't do shit, dude. I'm just... Just a, walk around and change his signs all day. I mean, yeah, sometimes. Yeah. No, that's cool. You been on any dates lately? How's dating life going? Zero out of ten. I was seeing this girl, or talking to this girl, and I thought we were going to come back from Christmas break, you know, and go on a date. And she had got a boyfriend. Did you buy her Damn. a gift? No. How did she get a boyfriend while you were talking to her? You know, I think it was a one-way thing, Mitch. <laughs> I was talking to her. She wasn't talking back. Yeah. I didn't, you know. Yeah, I get that. I've been there. I've there. been there. So, uh, we have no prospects. So, if you're interested, uh, slide into Mitch's DMs. Let him know so he can screen for me. Yeah, I'll screen. If you I think anybody at this point. Yeah. Anybody that's willing is Yeah, is fuck it. Good. I'll go out with anybody. Yeah. You hear that? It's uh, His Instagram handle is by Trey Bonner. Right? Yep, that's me. And yep. Trey Bonner. BY. He's got both. He's I got, got Trey Bonner now. music. I don't have Trey Bonner. I want it, though. No. Yeah, he's yeah. got Trey Bonner music. Who stole that? Fucking, I don't know. They got four followers. I asked if I could get it, buy it, whatever they need. Yeah. They didn't respond. Fuck, no. Damn. Damn. No followers, no photos, like, tw- nothing. What do you think your mom would do if you came home with a girlfriend? Probably nothing. Would Probably she- be glad I wouldn't be calling her every 15 minutes in. <laughs> <laughs> So what would Rowan do? <laughs> I don't know. I'll probably be glad. Is your dog in Nashville or is he back in Alabama? No, she's back. She's in Nashville. Back in Nashville? She's back. I I've thought had you her gave back. Rowan to your mom. No, I've had Rowan back. Oh, wow. I didn't know Rowan's that. a yeah. goat, dude. We've been chilling. Yeah. You, do you ever take Rowan to a dog park? You can uh, lady that one. I've taken her a couple of times. And that doesn't get you any girls? That doesn't get you girls? I did. I hate dog parks. They stress you me out. You might as well be able to meet. <laughs> they stress me out. <laughs> they stress me out, dude. <laughs> probably <laughs> might be able to meet some weird girl there that. I, well, that's the other thing. I don't want to date a girl who has a dog because then it's annoying because most of the time their dog's a fucking pain in the ass. Dogs can be cock you know saying, sometimes. Yeah, yeah, dogs can suck. Yeah, because it's like her dog's a pain in the ass most of the time. Yeah, I like those shoes. Those are sick. Thanks. Yeah. Have you ever like, uh, have you seen the commercials for the things you can put in your shoes to make you a couple inches taller? Do they work? I don't know. I'm just, I'm just going to ask you Send if you ever Send me a link. I'll order them and let you know next podcast. Do you want to be taller? Fuck yeah. I wish I was 5'8". <laughs> wow. Uh, Why not like six one or six five? I mean, me putting how tall are you? Five four and three fourths. Hmm, Sometimes cool. I feel like girls like like just like well in like talk to a guy over a guy that's way hotter that's shorter just because he's tall. Oh, a hundred percent. Oh yeah, but there's some girls that love like uh, short kings. Yeah, but fucking not in Nashville. <laughs> Have you ever heard that? Has a girl ever been like, I love how tall not, you not are. not in not in Nashville? She's like, I can flip you around. Because really the weirdest easy. thing to me growing up is like having girls be like, I love how big you are. And I'm like, huh? Yeah. Like, Chubby like, chasers. Yeah. They're like, I like, yeah. yeah. Like, I like, I like fat guys. Like, I like bigger guys. Yeah. Not so Nashville. have you ran into that as a girl ever been like, I love how short you Fuck are? Fuck no. Not in Nashville. Mitch finds all the chubby chasers. No, the chubby chasers find Mitch. <laughs> I don't know what it is, but Mitch is always with some girl that's way hotter than him. I mean, not that you're unattractive. I'm just saying, like. What's so funny, McElroy? <laughs> dude, Mitch be slaying some hot girls. <laughs> McElroy finds that funny. Have you seen this photo of Mitch? Let me find it while y'all oh, carry no. on a conversation. I've seen more photos of Mitch than I want to. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you remember that one night we were in uh, Savannah? And I just remember I'm going to my bunk and you say, 
look at my dick. Uh-huh. <laughs> no. <laughs> he was drunk that night. Yeah. That was the night you were like nursing that drunk girl to help. Well, that's what oh, I was about I to show. Her. I was about to throw oh, a picture yeah. of him. Fist bumping. You're fist bumping Trey and she's puking in the trash can. Mm. I was like hanging out with her friend and Mitch was like trying to like just, you know, be the nice guy. And the girl was like throwing up outside. Yeah, I don't have the photo. Yeah. I have like a hundred photos on my phone. Well, every time we go somewhere, Trey's like, uh, if there's any friends, y'all have to entertain them. Yeah. So that I was being a being a good friend. Yeah, he's been a good friend. What was the photo you gonna have? It was you and Trey fist bumping, and oh, this girl's and the girl head's in up. the trash can. <laughs> yeah, her friend was like, "Do we need to go?" And 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 I was like, "No, she's okay. You just stay in there. You stay in there. <laughs> We're doing the back lounge shuffle." <laughs> back lane. You ever been back there? Oh yeah, New York. In the back. Uh, uh, Virginia. Oh, Virginia. McElwain got in my bunk one time. McElwain got in cage this weekend. Yeah. 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 What's up with that, McElwain? Oh, man. Is she pregnant? What the fuck? <laughs> no. no. <laughs> no so, be determined. <laughs> so we, we went to this um, uh, karaoke bar in Avondale. Called, it's called the Brown Derby. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I got there a little late, and Terry's like talking to his cousin that he, you know, it was like his long lost cousin or something that he hadn't seen in years. So he's not not even hanging out with the crew. Sounds like a Terry situation. Yeah, it was a Terry situation for sure. And uh, I'm like, fuck yeah, I'm going to karaoke my own song. And the lady that was running the karaoke was honestly kind of a bitch. I was like, so do we like tip you more money and so we can like skip the line? She's like, no, I don't take bribes. I was like, well, that's how they do it in Nashville. So I was just kind of like figuring. Um, so me and Nikki T sang with arms wide open, but I made Abby get up there and, and sing it. And, uh, and then me and McElwain did Dick Down in Dallas. And then, um, did it have the words come up and everything? Oh yeah. Everything. It was cool. I was like, hey, fuck yeah, I'm karaoke in my own song. And then we got off stage and then I don't know how it happened, but I was like, McElwain proposed to her. Oh, I know what I was doing. I was making everybody kiss. You of know? course you are. <laughs> you know, I am. I'm the instigator. I, when I got off stage, I looked at uh, one of my friends. I was like, all right, now y'all kiss. And these other people like kissed. And then I was like uh, trying to get um, Brennan to kiss Sarah Beth or something. And then I was like, McElwain, kiss that girl. Y'all kiss. Y'all kiss. And they were like, no. And then, I don't know. McElwain just dropped to one knee. And like I had my phone <laughs> out. And I just like, um, like videoed it and then put it on uh, – uh, uh, like I videoed him and like asking them to get married. This guy was in the background. The whole bar was, was like, like I was like, she said yes. And the whole bar just like erupted, you know? Yeah. And I just took a video of it and I was like, I'm just going to post this on social well, media got more and, likes and, and use always you. you. And I was like, this is going to be cool. But then, then I put it on Instagram. People have been like calling McElwain all week. I think it was at whiskey jam Monday and Ward came up to him and was like, congratulations on your engagement. Dude. Did people buy you drinks that night? Did they think like they, I've, the the amount of messages I've had, dude. My sisters called me and asked if it was real. They were gonna they were gonna call Trey and be like, "Hey, did our brother just get engaged? We didn't know he was dating anybody." Hey, this is where you plug your registry if you need some fucking pat pots and pans. Uh, yeah, uh, we'll we'll take about uh, twenty cases of Miller Lite. Um, Three handles of fireball. Some fireball. Well, we got plenty of fireball, I think. Uh, <laughs> but anyways, so oh, no. basically, we McElwain was engaged. This afternoon, we made another post on t- on uh, TikTok and Instagram that his engagement ended, and he's single like a middle finger. So we're, single. we're having fun with it. You know, we're, t- we're, 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 we're using it to promote my music. And then this weekend, our plan is just to find a girl in the crowd that's ready to get fake engaged to him and do it on stage. And yeah, film like it. Justin Bieber used to do one less on the girl. 
girl and he'd sing oh, it to her. Oh, man. Hey, we can get Nick to play that in the background for sure. That no, or. it's going to be always you. That's yeah, I got to play be. this song, though. It was always <laughs> you. We're gonna That's what Mitch is doing. Always you. Mitch is playing drums. I'm gonna no, be like, I can't play drums. No, we're going we're gonna to get Ben up to play for that song. Uh, you know? uh, are we? Yeah. <laughs> right. Put in the tracks. Yeah. And you have to give a girl like a lap dance on stage and then a propose. Lap da- I'm going to be like, Matt, get back there and play drums. We're going to play this song to your girl and she's going to sit right by your drum kit. We're going to film sit her on my lap. Yeah, we'll figure it out. Maybe we just do the uh, engagement. You know what I mean? Yeah, I was just like, uh, we'll figure it out. But so, it'll be fun. Just, so you, it's all for good. social media. How's your engagement going right now? Is it? It's oh, over. It's, it's over. over. They they broke up today. It, it, Trey, broke Trey announced it today. We're over. It's over. Yeah, what? I've got some girl already sent. I did, yeah, read I, the message to us, McElwain. Oh, should we got a DM? Yeah, the tree DM Monday right here. Let's find it. Uh, yeah, I got some messages I can read too. I got one. Farron Farron Rachel's one of our guests. You know, Farron. She sent us. Uh, did content Farron today. She's yeah. Great. She sent me a DM too. I figured it was worth reading. That she got? That she got, yeah. Oh, Lord. This girl said, Hi, darling. I heard you and your lady broke up, and I'm sorry to hear that. But, dot, 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 if you need <laughs> to lick, I mean, tits to comfort, I mean, a shoulder to cry on, I got you. She like, I uh, like the approach. Yeah. I, like yeah, I mean, approach. yes. I mean, it came out of nowhere. What I was you like, got Damn. For us, Mitch? I mean, would let you me, lick uh, it? Let me find them. Would I? He's yeah. licked worse. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I didn't know on, a, on one of those, yeah, like long fireball nights. Yeah, yeah of course, Easy, easily, easily. Cool. I didn't know you could send people messages on TikTok. Um, yeah, they got to be following you, I think. I just get a so I had a a, a TikTok go viral recently. Oh, nice! Of me sitting in a plane. Um, oh, I was coming. I was coming back from Canada, and I sat next to this little lady, this old lady, and. She was fucking losing her mind the whole time trying to get a flight attendant. <laughs> and then finally the flight attendant got back there and she's like, yes. And she was like, can I move so I don't have to sit next to a big guy? And like the flight <laughs> attendant. she Asian? Yeah. And the flight attendant <laughs> looked at me and I was like, I don't know what to tell you. I'm big. Like, fuck. I'm in my lane though. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I'm not all over the fucking edge. Yeah. Big. Sucking and tucking. But yeah. you're not, you're not that big. Like, you're yeah. not. So like- she gets moved and, and I'm like, cool. Anyways, I, I, made, I made a video of it and I posted it on TikTok and it, it blew up. But I got like 3,000 comments on the video saying like, I would sit on your lap if I was on the plane. <laughs> like all types of shit. Dude. Let's go. It's crazy. Chevy Chasers. Dude. But like a lot of it has like came over to uh, Instagram like requests. Do people really think that you got engaged? I just had a guy text me, Corey Daly. <laughs> He's like, dude, I'm trying not to laugh at Mac Wayne's engagement ending, but it's funny. I was like, yeah, he's never, he was never engaged. It's a joke. Yeah, I mean, we we just saw Priscilla earlier today, and she she completely thought that was real. Yeah, I don't even know which ones to read, dude. There's just a bunch of random. Like, I'd sit next to you. I'd sit on your lap. Farron sent me this one. This guy that sent sent it to her. It says, uh, "Did you flip a switch because you're turning me on?" <laughs> Damn. Send that to somebody right now, Bonner. I don't have anybody to send it to. Find somebody and send it. I'll send it to Darby. She'll, she'll call Farron, you right back. Farron <laughs> said, I bet he's 55 five living in his mom's basement or he's some asshole in Iraq wanting to scam me. <laughs> hey, at least he's saving on his rent living with his mom. Yeah, true. Send that to, send that to someone right now. Fuck, I'll send it to Darby. Well, Darby she said, answer. I pretty much feel that way about uh, every man that slides in the DMs. I don't know if I like that what that says about me or not. 
I said, yeah, it's kind of like asking a woman if, like, she has lost weight. You know what I mean? It's not really a good compliment. Yeah. Or like being like, are you pregnant? Yeah. <laughs> dude. <laughs> nope, just fat. <laughs> yeah, dude. You, you can't ever ask a woman if she's if she's pregnant. Uh-uh. Even if she is pregnant yeah. as fuck, like, you can't ask. <laughs> you know, you got to let it come up Have you casual. done it? Uh, I think so, yeah. I have. I've done that before and been they were like, no, I'm not pregnant. Why are you asking? I'm like, never mind, gotta go. <laughs> never mind, gotta go. Never talk to me again. <laughs> well, I guess I'll go fuck myself. Yeah. Dude, I hate when you say something to somebody, like try to make like a really like slight joke yeah. and like, and they're like, yeah, well, my dad killed himself three years ago, so it's not funny. And you're like, damn, dude. Damn. Damn. You just ruined my joke. Um, what else is going on? Uh, yeah, going to Colorado. Yeah, we're going to Colorado. Mitch, you coming to Colorado? Yeah, because we're going snowboarding. Are we? Yeah. After or what? Uh, I don't know. I talked to Cape about it, and I said, if we go to Colorado, we have to snowboard. And he was stay, like, great idea. Stay, go snowboarding, and then come back that week. That yeah. could be cool. It's Grizzly Rose, right? Yeah. 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 I've never snowboarded in my life. Me either. So I was like, I want to do that. We don't Damn, have anything do on that. that. We don't have anything on that Saturday. Well, you better save your coins up there, Matt Coin. Yeah, I heard it. Murphy goes out there all the time. It's, yeah. it's well, we don't have to do it the Murphy way. You know? yeah, <laughs> Murphy kind of Murphy has it, so he can do it. Yeah. Um, when is that, dude? I'm this, so this thing, 17th. Yeah, we're going to miss Ella's Opry debut. I know. Yeah, <laughs> that know. sucks. Sucks. She's going to hate me. Hooray, forever. hooray, hooray. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just um, kidding, Ella. <laughs> I'm, I'm back on my diet. I got off during Christmas. I gained five, I gained five pounds. That's but, not a lot, though. Yeah, no, I didn't, I didn't do too bad. I fluctuate five pounds every day. Yeah. What do you weigh yourself in the morning and then at night? You're like, fuck, I ate like a fat ass today. Well, I'll just like lose five pounds in my sleep. Just, yeah. <laughs> just sweating. Yeah. Just, <laughs> just breathing, I guess. God, <laughs> I can feel this bacon coming out of my pores. Are you still playing World of Warcraft? No, dude. I haven't played World of Warcraft fuck. in a long time. I miss it, but. What are you playing? Uh, nothing right now. But you're, what happened to your computer? Something got fried, right? Yeah, my hard drive. My, the fuck happened? My solid state drive, actually. Too fucking much weird, Justin just too went much in. weird porn. Dude, it could have been Justin. You know, It went into the fucking... Justin doesn't know how to use anything with technology. So, um, one time, Justin doesn't know how to use a thermostat. I mean, so, I don't either. I fucking changed my dude, shit once a year. Dude, he'll set the temp to like 90 it was, or something. He set it on 84 one day, and I walked upstairs, and like, it was fucking hot. Like a toast. And I was like, what's going on, dude? And I looked, it was 84, and I knocked on his door. I said, hey, man, did you did you turn the heat on? He's like, yeah, I was cold. I was like, well, why don't you just turn it to like, I don't know, 70? 71. Yeah, something. And he was like, oh, uh, I don't really know how it works, man. I'm sorry. And I was like, dude, it's hot as fuck. Hey, she went in there with a fucking blow torch to your computer? Yeah, I mean... Dude, he could have, you know. There's, there's really no telling. He doesn't know how to turn the computer. Dude, on. when I lived at the halfway house, we weren't allowed to, uh, to have the thermostat um, below seventy one or above seventy three. That's ridiculous. What's your like threshold? If you, you go, you ask a girl like, "Hey, what do you keep your thermostat on? What are you hoping for?" Sixty eight. Sixty eight. Yep. Uh, Sixty eight. Sixty nine. Fuck, McElwain. McElwain's favorite number. I'm 68, dude. It needs to be 68. In the summer, like, let's get that bitch. Well, let's be able to hang meat in there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In the summer, dude, I'll help pay the but power In the bill winter, I'll just turn it off. Yeah. So and open I mean, a window. Yeah. Yeah. Crack a window That's in the Mine's set on 62 right now, heat, so that it never turns on. Really. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. So you I can went, always just put a hoodie on and lounge. Yeah, for sure. Sure. What else we got going on? Is that it? You have a song coming out, Mexican Jail, to be yeah, out by Mexican the time Jail this is out. Yeah, Mexican Jail will be out. You know, um, Cooper Allen and Thomas Mack. It was pretty fun collaborating with those guys. They're 
Did the uh, goggles you... hurt your head in the music video? No, but it was hilarious, wasn't it? That's like me cutting onions. Oh, you put on goggles to cut Fuck onions? Fuck yeah, I hate crying because that shit. Then your your fucking eyes hurt the rest of the <laughs> like, day. Like, what kind of goggles? Like, like the swim the... goggles. <laughs> it, no pressure and no bullshit gets in there, yeah. I swear to God. I have swim goggles. I felt like you got them, you, you like... Pull, like pulled that off on them that they didn't know it was going to happen because I saw the video and they like looked at you and was like what the hell are you wearing? <laughs> no, we were going for it. It was what funny. Else? We did it. Are you ever going to put more music out? Actually, yes. When are you? Uh, yeah, me and Ben are working. Is it going to be emo for music? Real? Or? Sad as fuck. Yeah, you didn't That's hear about exciting. it. Exciting. Uh huh. Oh yeah, I think me and Ben are going to work on something. Cool. Is it going to charge you out the ass or what? Oh, probably. Yeah, you're rich. You got it. I don't know. Between your normal job and my job, you yeah. should be doing pretty good. You're rich as fuck. Damn, not rich like Mitch. Hey, we, we still need to update. Have you washed your sheets? Like, no, fuck no, McElwain. I bought new sheets. Oh, you bought? Okay. You well, don't wash your sheets? I, no. I haven't, I've washed them once since 2013. Well, uh, he just <laughs> bought some new ones. So I bought them. I, I haven't put them on, but I have. Oh, you had put them on? What the, wait a second. What? <laughs> you didn't know about this? No, you have the same set of sheets from 2013. We've been doing, the, we've been doing this DM Monday podcast for, what, uh, probably nine months now, and and he said he hasn't changed the sheets since, or even Do you washed change them. Yours? I wash them like every two weeks. It's a lot of fucking work. <laughs> <laughs> you wash your pillowcase? Fuck no, dude. I brought that bitch to Bonnaroo and still hadn't washed it. Your pillowcase, you don't take off and wash. No, I brought it to Bonnaroo and didn't wash it. Dude, that's <laughs> disgusting. <laughs> Do you shower? <laughs> Wednesdays and Sundays, yeah. Really? I mean, and if I like go Dude, out, do you yeah. still shave your your uh, yeah, privates pretty regularly? Yeah, on Wednesdays. Nice. Yeah, no, no. Hey, so he stays groomed, but he don't. It, like, he'll come on the road with us. So we'll shower the entire time. You got to start washing yeah, your I sheets. I don't dude. shower a whole lot on the road. You shower Wednesday and Sunday. That's it. I shower <laughs> like if I go out and do stuff, but most times just sitting at the house. Damn. Do you not feel gross? I shower. Mm. I don't know. I mean, I guess. I don't know. What if you jerky jerky on yourself? <laughs> That's what the toilet's for. No, I don't know. Are you aiming to the toilet? <laughs> no. Nah. Stand over the toilet and beat off. I don't know. a serial killer. <laughs> I don't know. See, fuck All right, that. Here's a real question. Have y'all ever jerked off at work before? No. Uh, well, we work on the roads. So What's like, considered work? I mean, yeah. I mean, like when you had a normal job. Like if you ever had an office job, did you ever just go into the bathroom? Newspaper, Michael Wayne? Jerk it. Man, I, had had like a, I have. I've jerked off. I've jerked off at Bradford plenty of times. I never did. I mean, I've obviously thought about it, but. Yeah. I my mom have you ever, watching this. Have you ever jerked off while driving? Oh, yeah. 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 Everybody's done that. I haven't, dude. <laughs> you haven't? You uh-huh. got to It's fun. Dude, when that I was sounds like, dangerous. It's, no, it's a whole new experience. Way home. <laughs> I, so, I've only been... Have you ever been caught jerking off before? No. Um, unfortunately not. I don't... I don't know. I got I caught so. jerking off once. by. I used to work with this guy at Hardy's, and he came over to my house and just walked in the door, and I was just straight, beat, just gunning myself down. He just came to your house, and your door was unlocked. You worked right? at Hardy's? Yeah, I worked at Hardy's. <laughs> <laughs> this is, bef- this is uh, before I got sober, you know? Yeah. Before Christ, you know? Um, but anyways. Hey, do you remember how hard it was to jerk off drunk? Mm-hmm. It's so um, hard, dude. <laughs> McElwain, can you can you agree? McElwain's never came. Hold on, what, uh, <laughs> <laughs> we used to have this rule that McElwain was the only person allowed to jerk off in the van because he's the only person that couldn't come. <laughs> so you have to ever worry about sitting in semen, you know? Yeah, yeah Burrell did it one time, and uh, he had COVID the next day. Yeah, COVID. one day COVID. <laughs> Bonner broke the merch record that night. I did. Did, I did. you? Fuck Burrell. Uh, yeah, Hell um, yeah. The wild Craigs. What's the weirdest place you've ever jerked off? The bandwagon. Probably the car. 
I never. <laughs> I, couldn't, I, I couldn't get hard in the bandwagon because McElwain would get drunk and just crawl into my fucking bunker. Everybody else is trying to jerk you off. You were playing that uh, what's the, Farmville or uh, Animal Crossing. Animal what's the weird? What's the weirdest uh, place you guys have ever had sex? I mean, my car. But I mean, I think most people have had sex in the car. I don't fit in the car very well. <laughs> <laughs> I think mine was at Red Door. Oh yeah, yeah, that's pretty brutal, dude. Yikes. I can't believe that happened. Fuck Red Door, literally. <laughs> My favorite thing is Cape's going to watch this like this. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, y'all, thank y'all for uh, tuning in today to the DM Monday podcast. Here's our interview with Brian Martin. So, uh, what kind of headphones are those? Fuck those if I know. Jack off headphones. That's what McAway jacks off with that back home. No, I needed some headphones over off. here. Jack, Jack, and <laughs> no. Those, those don't work as good as the, the AKGs. I know. This sounds like fucking shit. <laughs> those look nice, though. Well, it's but they're fucking not. I mean, they cost like sixty bucks, but I think these cost like three hundred. Oh damn! Damn. All right, guys, what's up? Trey Lewis here. Welcome to episode twenty-six of the DM Monday podcast. Today, our guest is Brian Martin. <laughs> Y'all calm down now. We ain't even got started. Yet. Um, <laughs> now uh, we had some shit go down this weekend. We played a hometown show in Birmingham. Mitch, what did you think about the show? It was insane, right? Yeah, the new light show. Yeah. It was nuts. Yeah, I think it was, I think it helped because we didn't uh we didn't um play in Birmingham for like a year, you know? Yeah, like a year to the day, right? Like What's that it like when you go home and play hometown shows? Not good. Not good. <laughs> not yet. See, that's what not I'm saying. Like, not good yet. It's like usually like because I always think like the last place for you to get famous is in your hometown. Oh yeah. You know? Yeah, my hometown hates me. Yeah. You know, that's my biggest thing like right now, you know, is we just my first sold out show was like last uh, weekend, and it was in Virginia. How'd that feel? It felt crazy because it was literally like within like a month. I was like, I can usually walk across the bar, watch the opener, you know, and I have yeah. not do enough. Maybe one one person like, hey, can I take a picture? And I'm like, yeah. And then literally this one was like, people were standing outside waiting for like two hours. I said. What the hell happened here? Somebody so, yeah. So, you've been kicking around TikTok for a while. I think that's where me and you and, uh, first originally met, right? You yeah. were living in Texas. Living where, in Texas. Is that where you're from, Texas, right? Yeah. I'm from Louisiana on the border of Texas. But okay. my, family's from, my daddy's family's from San Antonio, Texas, yeah. and all over there. So, I was kind of dropped off right there on the river in Louisiana. So, uh, and I'm just north enough to where they don't accept me in Louisiana. Yeah. So, I'm just so, <laughs> so your first song to kind of pop off to, on TikTok was it Beauty and the Struggle? Is that it? Yeah, yeah, Beauty and the Struggle. And did, so did that put you in touch with um, with uh, uh, Average Joe's or what? Yeah, that's the one that uh, kind of you know I was doing a deal with like a, I was pretty much done with it, and then I I wrote that song and uh, Dirtified, which was Lenny Cooper. Oh yeah, uh, he he had a little branch off of Average Joe's, and I was there for about. I want to say about six months or so, and then uh, everything kind of switched over to Average Joe's when you know More Than Shine came out, and yeah, and then we just kind of been kicking ever since. For since. yeah, I, I played at uh, Lenny Cooper's place, yeah, in, uh, South Carolina, South Carolina, yeah, it's a big last, ass place. Last year, you yeah. been in there, yeah, dude, we had a blast down there. Um, that was a really fun skyline, man, skyline. That's it. That was one of my first shows uh, when I came out um, out there to South Carolina. I was like, yeah. damn. Man. You know, it was crazy to me that even then, you know, when Beauty and the Struggle, yeah, that people actually knew who I was in South Carolina. Even if it's only five, you're like, holy shit, we're yeah. in South Carolina. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, what's that song? Mud, Mud Creek. Oh, yeah. Uh, mud, diggers. mud Diggers. Mud Diggers. Yeah. yeah. Sling the mud by the paint. Yeah, yeah. Mud <laughs> Diggers. Um, 
All right, so Beauty and the Struggle kind of pops off, and that's where like I think either you messaged me or we got or I was on your yeah. live or you were on my live yeah. or something like that. Now, I've, I've been following you. You know, I liked a lot of your stuff. Then you know, of course, Dick Down and yeah. Dallas was like, okay, he he went he went off and did something different, and he's done shook the whole world up. Yeah, it kind of it kind of was like a inspiration to me too, like some of the things that I'd been thinking about. You know, yeah. uh, stepping outside of that normal zone. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, man, I, I jumped in your live, and I think that's how we... Yeah, I think it was like, you know, of course, everybody on, on TikTok knew who I was because of the Dick Down to Dallas thing. But, like, you were one of the ones that, like, listened to the other stuff. Yeah. You know what I mean? I knew that from, like, day one, yep. you know? And, uh, you know, so I feel like sometimes, you know, you, you meet people while in this business, and it's like you can tell what kind of person person they you know they are and like with me in the nature of Digtown in Dallas it was like I either found people that were like this guy's crazy you know and they were kind of like laughing at me you know what I mean yeah. but like you're laughing with me yeah exactly. Exactly. me yeah. and Mitch are both what? <laughs> me and Mitch are both <laughs> both yeah exactly well, you know it's kind of like that that feeling of going man you know or, that's a that's a big ass step man like to step out and go outside of that comfort zone that showed me a lot about like you're Cause I know your little, you know, tired song, and, and I know that you battle a lot of same demons yeah. I do. So it's like for you to step outside that comfort zone. And we've written together yeah, now, and yeah. you know, so all it, that it's stuff. it's badass, man. Like I said, it, it it uh it was cool. I was like, yeah, you know, I, I hear everybody else going, oh, what the hell is going on with this? I'm like, yeah. I mean, think think about the balls it took to j- jump out there and do that, man. Yeah, for sure. Um, so, um, uh, so that happens. You're rocking along. I know we've kind of stayed in contact. Probably when did we like pro- write? Probably in February last year. Yeah, I said I want to write something funny. <laughs> I said I want to write something uh, fun and upbeat. And I think we wrote yeah. the most depressing song well, ever. I don't even remember what that song was called, but <laughs> no, we wrote it with my. Friend. It's actually inspirational. Though. It's really yeah. inspirational, man. It's called No Good at Giving Up. Yeah, that's yeah. right. No good at giving up. And we wrote it with um, your your with manager. Yeah, no, we wrote it with Nolan, no which one, he passed it. away in July. What? Yeah, uh, overdose. Crazy. Really? Yeah, he's been. He's. Um, we've been friends for a long time, and I knew that he struggled with addiction and stuff. And uh, yeah, man, he just he couldn't get it right. So. Um, and that's that's the sad part about like, you know, being a songwriter too. Yeah, it's like so you gotta learn how to disconnect yourself. You know, you, you go to you go there to write a song. And yeah. You have to learn to disconnect yourself, and that's yeah. As a writer, that's my hardest thing is like when i play a song on stage it takes me right back to where i was so was, yeah i'm like god if you can give me one more gift give me the gift yeah. of separating that so i can get up on stage and not be so uh so deep off in those <laughs> yeah places. the blues yeah yeah because i mean um, everybody wants to have a good time man so i i, I can't remember what it was I, I remember i was on tiktok one day and i saw the the outlaw shit song yeah yeah yeah, yeah. What, is yeah. that, what has the hook land? Uh, everybody wants to be. An Everyone, everyone's an outlaw this time. Do outlaw, outlaw shit. shit. Yeah, <laughs> and I was just like, hell yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. And uh, that song kind of popped off for you a little yeah. bit, didn't it? That one popped off, and, and it was kind of like I'd heard that saying my whole life, you know. And so I was thinking to myself, you know, let's do something a little bit different. And I think that was the first song I ever threw a cuss word in there. So that's a little Trey Lewis inspiration. Oh, no. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, hey, hey, Dad. <laughs> you know, but no, that was so cool, though, because I, I, I sent it to him and he was like, that's how, he said, that's how you raised. That's how, you know, that's how I come up. I never had nobody uh, do nothing for me. And I always had to just kind of get it on my own and work for it, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did you, uh, 
Did you? So when did you move? I know you. When did you move here? Because your family's here now, right? I want to say it was in a uh, end of twenty one. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think right at the end of twenty one, I moved. Uh, did the deal with Average Joe's, and then I was like, "Hey, man, you know, I got to get my family up here too." So after my pub deal went through, I just said, "I moved them up here. We got a place outside of town." Yeah, and because uh, I like to be out there in the middle of nowhere, just to kind of have that feeling of freedom, you know. Yeah, I can't decide like what I want to do. Like if I want to buy a house in town, or if I want to be out, like. You know the the natural redneck in me is like, yeah, let's move out of town. But you know, yeah. I think like once I get out there, I'm not going to want to drive down here to work. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, I I've always kind of like been up. You know, if I had to get up early an hour, yeah. You know, it actually helped me because uh, I would get up an hour and a half because I'm I run late anyway, and uh, so I like to be out there. You know, I'm if I buy a place, I'm thinking about buying one with some acreage and get the baby some horses and stuff like that. You know? Oh yeah, yeah, that'd be cool. Keep it. Uh, keep it like it was back home. Yeah, that's awesome. awesome. Yeah. So, and you write most of your songs by yourself. That's the cool <laughs> thing about you. Yeah, yeah, man. You know, it's kind of like what we deal with every day. Uh, a lot of times, I think that people talk to me and they're like, uh, "Where do you get the inspiration from your song?" I said, "Really and truly, every day when I come home from work, if I was going through something, or if I was at work, I'd be thinking about it, and I, yeah. and I can't say nothing. I'm not a good speaker." So it's like yeah. if I had something I really needed to say, I, it all come out in a in song. song. And yeah. I didn't know how to. I don't know music. I don't know nothing about what chords I'm playing or anything. All I know is that it it resonates with me, and that, yeah. that's that's the key I'm singing in. So yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. So um, so let's talk about the song you got going viral right now. You're streaming what like <laughs> how much a week? Man, you know, like I said. Last week it it doubled again. It was already at the biggest, the highest streaming I ever yeah. had. It was like just on Spotify, it was like a hundred thousand streams a day, and then yeah. it doubled to like two hundred thousand streams a day. And then you know now it's doing on Spotify. I think all my songs together are doing like five point five million. Dude, that's awesome. I ain't ever seen. And it, it's nuts. It's it it literally like a since when I moved up here, I'd done two hundred thousand streams the year before, and I've been yeah. fifteen years chasing this shit. Yeah. You know? And then that year it did twelve million. Or the next year it did twelve million. And then the, this last year it did fifty. It seems like the growth is. I can't explain the growth. Yeah. But like I'm thankful for it. But now it's getting close to where it's doing. Every year it's doing like in a month what it was doing last year. Yeah. So now it's getting to the point to where it's doing in a month what it did last year. And I don't know where it's going from here, but it's like. I didn't expect to be here anyway, so if it don't go any further than this, I've already been blessed beyond yeah anything yeah. else. So, uh, so how did you uh, did you write, when did you write that song? I wrote that with my uh, drummer, uh, my old yeah. drummer uh, Burn. Uh, yeah, me and him was sitting in the house, and I said, "Hey, man," I said, uh, "Is this back in Texas or is this, this was uh, over here in ten- okay, at, yeah. at the house?" And I said. I got something, man. But I, he's not playing drums with you anymore. He's not right now, but he's yeah. he's gonna be back working security pretty soon. Probably. Okay, yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's my go-to guy, man. But uh, I was sitting there and I was like, I want to write something. I just want to sing something because yeah. I've always been getting down in that you know that mellow yeah. monotone voice. And, yeah. And I just started belting, man. And uh, we just started vibing. Didn't matter, you know, what it was. It was just kind of like taking a taking a story. As it was playing out in our minds, and and we ride just went, Phew. and I, and I said that felt good, man. Yeah, literally just to be able to get outside of the bullshit that what I go through and just to write something fun. Yeah, 
And I, and you know, it paid off, man. I think a lot of people just want to. That's what they. Look people for. just want to have a good time and yeah. laugh. You know what I mean? Yeah, and, and if it leads, whether it's about penises or butts <laughs> or, or riding. Yeah, you know? <laughs> if it leads, if it leads somebody down the road of, of uh, if they have a bad day and they accidentally stumble on a song that helps them through something. Then yeah, that's what we do too. Yeah. So, uh, how did you get? Uh, what, so you put the sound on TikTok. Like, how, how did all that process happen? So I ain't gonna lie to you. Uh, I kind of was like seeing how. I'm not very social, other than TikTok. I'm not yeah. very social media uh, savvy. savvy yeah. yeah. So I was like looking at everybody's. I was scrolling through Instagram and I realized that you know Bailey's showing up at every three videos. It don't you know it don't matter. He's just showing up. And at first I'm thinking to myself when I go to release a song, I don't like to push a reel out every day because I'm. I was always like I don't want to bug nobody, but at the same time I'm going that's dumb. You know, <laughs> so it's like, yeah, I, it's not bugging people if they if they hear the song and they like the song, then they listen to it. If they hear the song and they don't like the song, they scroll on. And so mm -hmm. I literally just took that mentality on reels and just started posting like 10, on Instagram you know, or on, TikTok, on, on, yeah, on Facebook and uh, on like uh, Instagram and everywhere else. Yeah. And then literally that's what blew everything up. Was that Facebook this last time? Was yeah, these people at this show. Uh, this last time in Virginia, ninety percent of them said, "I only heard about you in the last, you know, three months." Yeah. Uh, from Facebook Reels, and that that's kind of like one of those. Okay, you know, that's how that's how you play this game without having to. Yeah, that's you know, like you know, TikTok's been being kind of lame lately. Yeah, yeah. But that just goes to show you that. And Facebook oldest, pays good. <laughs> yeah, the oldest trick in the book is Facebook. Remember, Kane yeah. Brown went viral on on Facebook. You know, like. There's more than just TikTok, you know, like I got like a thousand songs like from on Facebook yeah. where I've been spending like 10 years building like 45,000 followers where yeah. like I said, I'd sit on the couch. I'd, I'd still be in my oil field clothes or whatever. Yeah. I'd come sit down and write a song. And I, anytime I wrote something, I just threw it out there. Mm -hmm. I never, it was always like, you know, what do you call that? Uh, let the people judge it yeah. you know, and let them, you know, yeah. like, and learn from, you know, yeah. but at the end of the day, not give a shit. Yeah. So, you know, I threw it out there, told my story. A lot of people related to it. But in 10 years, it took to get to 45,000 followers. Yeah. In like a week, it jumped to 100,000 because of Facebook Reels jumping off. Like yeah, yeah. So that's crazy. I, I seem, it feels like every time I get on TikTok or whatever, I, I see that sound, you know, somebody's using Yeah. It. That's pretty cool. It is cool, man. And I think that it's different than what I've, I've always been one of those kind of guys like you. Like, I don't get put in a box like yeah somebody tell me that oh well he you know he sings a certain song or a certain kind of song and you know like well everything i'm doing now wolves cry and everything it's always kind of like how can i tell another part of my story in a different way and stay in my own lane yeah you know because i think that it gets so watered down sometimes and it's like if i can just jump over here and show some of my bluesy side from louisiana yeah. and then if i can do my western stuff show my my, my cowboy side, my native side, you know? So it's like there's just so many different cultures mixed right there where I'm from. Yeah. I was uh, – man, I've been in this like uh, – you know, I'm a spiritual guy and, and you know, I, I pray and do all that stuff. But I've just been on this real big kick lately of just like trusting God and, and being my path, you know? And, I mean, I think that like you're a real prime example of that. I remember I talked to you probably six months ago when you were like – trying to figure out you know like what you're gonna do as far as touring and all that stuff yeah. and now you know here you are 
six months later or whatever and you got the song popping off you're about to go on tour with the Warren Siders and you yeah. know like you, you talk about you know you got people waiting outside you know it's all surreal yeah, man, it's kind of it, crazy but it it's is, like it's it's just like you said I think when we talked about it I asked you the same thing yeah. I think you you know you were selling just down set, you know selling out shows yeah. and I, I was like man I said uh, and I'm from the outside of Nashville yeah. so I don't I don't know the circuit here. So I was yeah. an outsider. Yeah. You know? So like I ran the Texas circuit. I ran, yeah. you know, for years in Texas and only had a few shows in Louisiana, but I ran that circuit and I was kind of scared or intimidated. Yeah. More or less of uh, coming up here because, yeah. you know, you get up here and there's so many people. The guy who brings you anything is, is a, doing the same thing you're doing. Mm-hmm. And it's like, how do I get up here and like try to, be you know i've never co-wrote yeah with anybody so you know it was intimidating but me and you had that talk and i just kind of realized that hey if i can i did just did my first co-write with uh scott sean white and uh oh nice helene and we're putting it out and then that guy cameron havens that was there today yeah i did my first outside cut that i didn't have nothing to do with i'm awesome i just put it on hold so how's that feel does that feel weird for you it's weird but at the same time i realized it Helen we, uh, Cronin, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel I feel like I came here and I wanted to be a writer. Yeah. You know, because the artist thing is great. And I'm doing great things with the artist thing, mm-hmm. but I'm always going to be the writer. Yeah. So when I came here and I met the writers and I saw how, you know, they have to live day to day just hustling. Like, yeah. I mean, it's literally like next next sausage, egg, and cheese biscuit hustling. Like, yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? So I said, hey, if – if I'm winning, I want all of us to win. So, it, and if there's some a good song is a good song whether I was on it or not. Yeah. And you know to do an outside cut, it's not a pride thing for me because now I realize that you know sometimes I just think at the time What's I write for a whole bunch of people and then I go home and I can't write shit for myself. I can yeah. write a million songs for somebody. And it's else. like you know, I mean, you've already proved to yourself that you have the ability to write to write songs. You know yeah. what I mean? But it's like. There's a million songwriters here in town that do this shit for a living. So, I mean, if, like, you hear a song that strikes a nerve with you and you feel like it would be a good message and your fans would like it, then why not? If it's, you know, not only going to change songwriters' lives, it's going to change that person's yeah. life, then, you know, might as well Yeah, now that's a, that song hit me, too, man, because he sent me a couple of them. One of them was really, really deep, too. It's called Hold the Truth. Yeah. And I was like, I like that one, too. But, you know, with me... Going into sobriety and doing all this, I said, this one's the one that's really resonating with me. It's called My Demons Don't Sleep. Yeah. And it's because, you know, the whole time I was drinking, I was putting that stuff away. I was kind of like, okay, I can get drunk enough to f- forget it for a second. And then, you know, it just comes back 10 times harder tomorrow. Yeah. But, yeah, My Demons Don't Sleep song, I think it was him and Casey Tindall. And I uh, can't remember who the other writer was, but it just hit me. It just what, hit me. Uh, what made you want to um – what made you want to quit drinking? What's the story behind that? I mean, we all have that. Yeah. You know? Well, I, I, I know th- you got a car wreck. We don't got to talk about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, to. no, it's fine. I mean, that's that's one of the reasons why I wanted to quit drinking because, well, I mean, I quit for six years at one time. Yeah. And then I went through some stuff like a uh, relationship with my wife. We've been together 15 years, and we were split up for about a year. And, uh, and I just kind of went down this rabbit hole of uh, – you know, I was the one who walked away, but she's the one who moved on. Yeah. And so, like, that came up in a writing session one day, too. I was like, you know, 
we're leaving, you left me. Yeah. You know? And so I kind of just turned into this, because I was always a fixer, man. I had deep, dark stuff uh, when I was a kid. <clears throat> like, when I when I got uh, old enough, I was already doing, you know, all that stuff, the drugs and stuff. So she was always constantly fixing me, and I was always constantly replacing it with something else, mm-hmm. trying to make it seem a little bit better than the next thing. And uh, but she, finally, you know, she's, we split, and I I went back to alcohol, and I loved it too much. And I, it just because it just takes you back to that moment where you realize, like, well, now I don't have nobody, and uh, but I love the hell out of drinking. Yeah. And then I went full on head on with it, and that that led to two days before my divorce. I just went off a cliff, uh, like a little twenty. That was foot. here, right? It was in Kentucky. Oh, Kentucky, yeah. And uh, yeah, and I wound up in ICU. My uh, my J forty five that I my drain guitar I finally got. Went through, you know, went out the vehicle and destroyed it. I was more worried about the uh, guitar when I woke up than I was yeah. myself. But yeah, it was rough, man. I walked ten miles back to the nearest town, and only had only had a combine pass me over in Kentucky. And I went over and gotten uh, got a, everything kind of clicked to me that I wasn't nothing without my family, yeah. my babies. You know, I I had that get up and go every time I had to get up and go to work. Yeah. For them, but without them, I was like, I'm worthless. Yeah. You know? And that's when I wrote Beauty and the Struggle, and that's when I came back home, and we made everything right, and she forgave me, and uh, I really couldn't find nothing that she ever needed forgiving for. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I was like, yeah. that's what fucked me up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, man, it's, a, it's one of those things, man. I think that we all come from different places, and, my deal has always been to write it in a song or to deal with it in my own way. But like I said, there's times when I just kind of think to myself, you probably could have got away with not doing that, you know? Yeah. yeah. yeah exactly. And it's always self-learning, like like learning, let's not do that. Learning how to do things by doing them wrong. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Somebody tell you it's can't do way. something, man. Like, that's my biggest thing. Somebody tells me I can't, like... In, in the oil field, you know, they say, I bet you can't fix that thing, you know, or I bet you can't do this and I bet you can't do that. Yeah. I'm like, shit, I'll take about 10 scars, but I'll do it. Yeah. You know? What was Brian Martin as like as a kid? Oh, shit. I was being drug around at six years old and uh, singing. And, uh, my oh, mom. So you've been doing this shit your whole life. My mama was a, a singer. She sang in like for the Louisiana Hayride and all that stuff back mm-hmm. in the day. Uh, David Houston, Farron Young, and all them. So I sang from six till I was 13. I got burned out and I went to riding bulls and, and doing oh, rodeo. Nice. And, uh, but yeah, all that time from six to 13, I was like stuck in a, a room with a karaoke machine trying to learn a song for a festival. And I'm like, I hate this. I just want to get out of this room. <laughs> and then songwriting brought me back, man. It's like, so, so I'm going to talk about your riding bulls. I mean, you break, yeah. you break some bones or what? Man, I got uh my liver. I got my liver stepped on. I got my, my teeth knocked out. How does your liver get stepped on? <laughs> I don't know, but it felt it. What, is that? <laughs> what does it feel like to get your liver stepped on? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I thought the bull. That's like right I, here. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel it now after all the whiskey. I know exactly yeah. where it's at. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, like the bull. Yeah, like I said, I did that for a while, and I wasn't no good. I just, I, I, I kept trying. But you know, I was like, "Shit, I'm a little, a little lumpy here, and I'm a little off center, and I keep falling off." 
Uh, but I was, I would keep getting back on, and uh, I loved it. I fell in love with adrenaline, then, man. I fell yeah. in love with like that. And I, when I got closer to like seventeen, started dirt track racing, doing dirt track. You know, because oh, back nice. home, man, that's like if you take me somewhere to see something. Yeah, I, I want to do, do it. it. I ain't, yeah. I ain't gonna come and watch. I'm not a spectator, yeah. man. Like, put, how much does it take to get one of them cars? I traded one of my best trucks I ever had in my life. It's like an '85 Candy Red. I wish to God I hadn't traded it. Uh, diamond tuck ceilings, you know yeah. all that shit. I, I took it to one of a friend of mine. I said, oh, I'll trade you this for that that dirt track car. Being a kid, that's you know? an expensive hobby <laughs> right there. Yeah. Dirt track racing, ain't it? It was like a seventeen hundred dollar car, and I traded a, a truck that's worth like probably twenty five grand now. Damn. <laughs> did you? Were you any good at dirt track racing, or yeah. did you wreck a lot, or what? I was, I was good until I wasn't. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, I, I mean, at first, yeah, I was no good at all. I, yeah, that nobody told me that. I always thought you just hit the gas and run with it, man. Yeah. But, you know, you know, being. Being a kid, I was like, as long as I get in in a curve and I got somebody on the outside of me, yeah, just, I can keep them going. Oh, yeah. so they don't like that. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah. So how long did you do the dirt track racing? About, about two years. Yeah, until I had a real bad wreck and couldn't afford to fix the car, and uh, I was like, shit, I gotta go to work anyway. So I just went to work. So did you get a job in the old field or what? Yeah, 18th birthday, I quit high school and went to work on a rig. I right, see so you're a high school dropout too. Yes, sir. Damn. I got a 10th grade uh, two-time failure. <laughs> two-time? Oh, yeah, failed I failed twice. twice yeah. Failed twice. Nice. Yeah, I've done that before. Yeah. Did you fail? You failed? School? Oh, I failed a bunch of classes, yeah. Really? Yeah. Were you held back or what? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, I graduated. I got graduated. two college degrees now, baby. Damn it! But so, they, boy, they didn't want to let me through high school. I I went back and like. Did you in. just like? I mean, I know you're smart as fuck. Did you just like not? Get Dude, I was just a, I was just a class clown. I mean, man. yeah, I, mean, I went in there every day. Hacked. He had you. You missed this, but on our last episode, Mitch told us a story about how he got a how to hack for dummies book, and he. Hacked the school computer. <laughs> yeah, that was in sixth grade. That is crazy. In high man. school, I just didn't care, man. I was there to like get a laugh. You know? Yeah, I just wanted to laugh and have fun and get through the day because going home was like the worst part of my day. You, know? you get oh, a lot man. of whippings or what? Uh, no. What do you uh, mean? Like from no. home? Yeah, like your grandparents. Well, no, I went home and fought my stepdad. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> we went home and fought, dude. That was what that was. Yeah. Damn. So school was like my getaway for the day, man. When did you move in with your grandma? Me in sixth grade, but then I was okay. forced to move back in with my mom and stuff. Oh, dang, that sucks. Anyway, so you went to the oil field. How, what got you into that? What was? Did you already have like a friend there or parents? Uh, or? I had my family. My family was in it, and uh, one of my uncles was a driller, and so he told me. He said, "Hey, they ain't hiring unless you got six months experience." I said, "Well, I don't have six months experience." He's like, "Yeah, you do." I was like, "No, I don't. <laughs> I'm just turning eighteen, man. I'm eighteen in orientation, going to work." And he's like, "Just tell them you got six months experience." Okay, and then I get in and I uh, get up there, and they're like, So you got six months' experience? I was like, Good, you show these other hands because we these, these they're fresh out of high school. I'm like, Oh, shit. And then they re- realize real quick, uh, when I don't even know where the grease fitting is for the draw works, or I'm like, uh, Okay, I got you. And they had me as a chain hand, so like I was learning how to throw a, throw a spinning chain. And uh, the driller come up to me and he goes, You ain't got shit. Do you? I was like, No, and he's like, You going two by the end of the day. And so, literally, literally I, I just kind of got thrown to the wolves with it. And he said, you're going to learn six months in about eight hours, so you better get ready for it. And then the rest of the week, I was just out there hustling, 
trying to learn it. And ever since, I just found this like a drive, like, you know, that I guess I got thrown into it just right because that day I had to prove myself enough to keep my job. Yeah. And ever since I've been proving myself just to just to keep it going, man. And I've been up, you know, the oil field is always an up and down thing. Like depending on who's sitting in a house or, you know what I mean? And if uh, things are going up or things are going down, they're going <clears> to <throat> kick kick me, you know, back to floors. Or I've been back to, from dairy can to floor hand and work my way back up. It's literally like the craziest thing in the world. But there's so many people that's been out there for 20 years that have worked their way up and then – Whenever things go down, they have to do uh, cuts. So they just kind of start bumping everybody back down. Right. And then it's like, as soon as you get to where you're wanting to go, it's like you got to start Cut all over right again. Now. Was music still hated at this point at 18 years old? You know, did you still kind of push it out? I, I didn't hate it. Uh, I was starting to do it. But uh, when I started to do it this time, I was like, okay, I'm doing it on my own terms. Yeah. So then I thought, well, if I do it on my own terms and I can write a song and I'm learning how to play a guitar, uh, which I didn't do for a while, but I was like, I'm just going to go out there and play rock star, man. And uh, it, it it looked cool, but it, it, wasn't a, it wasn't a deal. Like, you know, I look back on it now as like, thank God where I thought I should be then, I wasn't because I'd have just been another story yeah. going, down the, going down the drain, man, because... I, I was writing songs that didn't have no substance. I was writing, uh, I mean, they were good songs, but at the same time, when I when I got saved, when I got baptized, when I gave up drinking the first time, yeah, like I just got on fire. And I started, I wrote, I started writing country gospel. I wrote like eight hundred country gospel songs in like three years, and I, and some people, you know, I had a minister cut one, and just started taking everything that I. I'd been through and seen and just turned it into a testimony. And ever yeah. since, it's been the same thing. It's just been a little bit more outlaw. Yeah. <laughs> How old were you when that started, when you got saved? That was uh, tw- 21. I was 20. I was 21. I, I quit drinking cool. and kind of just kept on rolling, man. It was, uh, it was a good experience, like I said. And I, even now, I look at it as if I did, the, did what God called me to do because I'm able to go – out and sing my songs and know that there's there's nothing but truth in it. Yeah. So like as long as there's mm-hmm. truth in it, there, it's him in it. Yeah. You know? For right. sure. For sure. So you said you made some some stupid financial decisions trading oh, the truck shit. for the yeah for the dirt track. So when you turned eighteen, you're getting oil filled money. What's oh, uh, what's like the first purchase? What's on your mind at eighteen? Oh my god, the arcade at the boardwalk in Shreveport. I was like, my cousin was like, let's go to the arcade. And that became like a deal that was a. Oh my God! I could have bought a house, man. We, and I didn't. We didn't even keep up with like, tickets. Didn't even, go to the, didn't even go to the casino. Just was playing video games. I'll, go to Dave hey, and Buster's. I, I want an iPhone. I mean, I want an iPad. But I can promise you, I could have bought uh, Steve Jobs out of his freaking his, yeah. his job. Man. It was like shit. Like, well, we went up there and we were spending like three or three or four hundred dollars a day. And I come come back home, my dad be like, "Hey, man." Um, why don't you go get you this? Why don't you go get you that? I was like, well, I ain't got no money. He's like, you just got paid. I was like, well, I went up there and we went to the movies. We went hung out here and there, and that was like I said, it was stupid. And then you should just bought an Xbox. Man. I should have done something, man. <laughs> <Sit at home. laughs> I don't even want to look at back on that time, man, because I I literally could 
I asked the arc- I should ar- ask the arcade guy if I could uh, use it as a tax write off. You know, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. that iPhone. You know, I know I only paid a dollar for it when I wanted, but I actually put about a thousand into it. Can I write that off on taxes? Yeah, but yeah, it was it was it was a change, man. And then you know that's when um, that's when I just said, hey, eventually you're not gonna be able to live, be living for yourself. You know. Yeah. Yeah. What's it like now being able to? Uh, Take care of your family with music. How cool! How much of a blessing is that? It's a, it's something I never, I never pictured. I never uh, thought it was possible because it's always been. I've always been told that's you know that's that's a hobby until it ain't. You know that's yeah. Until that outweighs what you're doing, which I was like, damn, I'm making good money. I hear like, I don't know if I can ever be able to uh, make that kind of money on music, and I put so much money into it. And it's like, but at the end of every year after I have babies, if I had an income tax come in and there was a, I had just enough money to go record a song, I'd go cut it. Yeah. But 12 years, 12 songs, you know, it was like, I just kept putting one out and I just kind of kept building like that. But I wasn't going to take food out of my baby's mouth Mm -hmm. to go, but I would go get me a guitar if I could get me one and. You know, I did every now and then. I did like every couple of years. I'd do something for myself to yeah. kind of improve myself on my music. But it was a slow process. If I'd have been uh, single or without kids, you know, I, and I'd have got on fire for music and not on fire for arcades, I would have yeah. been a lot further. But yeah. I wouldn't have had a story. I have. Yeah, I mean, you've owned your, you know, you've owned, you know, where you're at, and you know, take care of your family, and you've. You know, it's all worked out the way it's supposed oh, yeah. to. You know, that's a cool thing. Yeah, man, and it's 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 cool to me to be able to come into this town and have an outside perspective. You know, and kind of have still that same uh, storyteller um, mentality, but trying to learn how to, uh, you know, still fit in in a way. I guess you say because it's like sometimes I do feel like I'm still the outsider, but at the same time, what's wrong with being the outsider? You know, so yeah. it's like. Every now and then you need something a little different, like a dick down in Dallas. <laughs> yeah, something, yeah, something. Uh, so, do you have any like, um, uh, do you have any plans to like put out an album soon, or you I, know, you got this tour starting? I've got a, uh, I got Wolf's Cry coming out, which is going to be, it's going to be a part of, okay. of the new EP. Uh, nice. We ain't sure if it's going to be EP or album yet because we keep having songs come in, you know. But uh, it's going to be called Poets and Old Souls. Nice. And uh, Frank Foster. Yeah, he jumped on that song with me. Oh, badass. Yeah, he, he hit me up, man. We had a history, too, man. It was like 10 years ago. I remember him seeing me, and I I was I was working uh, on the rigs. I looked up to him because, like, we both from the patch, man. Yeah. And we're having a conversation, and he said, you know, he's just giving that bullshit, you know, that roughneck talk. He's like, hey, man, you know, he's like, you ain't ready for this. I was like. I know, man. You know, at that time, you're wanting to say I am. You know, I'm, I'm wanting to say, yeah, I'm ready. But he's like, you know, you're a great songwriter, though. And so I kind of took that as a grain of salt, and I kept moving, though. I listened to everything he put out. I still, you know, thought to myself, every day I was swinging a, sw- a sledgehammer or, or pulling back pipe, I was listening to Frank Foster. Yeah. I was thinking, hey, man, somebody made it out of here. You yeah. Know? It's what he used to work on. Yeah, fields, right? he used to work in the, on the rigs and – uh and so that's how I did it, man. I just started putting my shit out there and writing the same. It was almost like I was writing the same song. Yeah. But just finding a different, finding way, a different way to say it. Yeah. Because yeah. all I was doing was missing my babies. I mean, yeah. at that point in time, I done got so consumed with just like 
man, you know, all that time I thought that uh, I'd never get homesick. Yeah. Here I am homesick thinking about my babies and then trying to figure out how later on down the road I'm going to uh, tell them, like, daddy had to go to work. I can't stay at home and make, make that kind of money. Yeah. And that's when I wrote Oilfield Dad and yeah. you know, that kind of took off. And everybody in Oilfield from then on was like, why aren't you out there in Nashville? Why aren't you on, on The Voice? I hate hearing that, man. I, got, I was <laughs> like, try out for The Voice. You should go on American you, Idol. I yeah. have 10 times. <laughs> yeah. I didn't, get, I didn't make the cut. I didn't, I didn't either. And Did my, you ever try out for it? I tried one time. My brother was going, my little brother uh, wanted to go. And I went up there and they let me get like maybe a half a second into a George Jones song. And it's like, you're done. Okay, thank yeah, you. dude. When me and my manager, Alex, first started working together, we went down to Miami, and I, I walked into the studio. It was hot as fuck. I was in jeans. I sang, like, part of Red Dirt Road, and, and they were like, all right, you're good. And I was like, well, fuck me. I just yeah. flew all the way down here yeah, for I nothing. So. stood in a line that wrapped around the whole city of Atlanta. But, dude, it's like how many people we know that were on those shows and, the, you know, their careers – yeah, they don't even have a career. No. A, nobody's even heard of him. You know, well, I think that's the even old, people that win. It's like, yeah, oh, he was on Idol. So, oh, that's cool. The but success like, stories are the people that didn't make it on there. Yeah, those yeah. are the fun ones. Yeah. yeah, it's yeah, it's like a flash pan thing. You like think Dalton Dover was on that show. Really, you know? I didn't know. But that. like, you know, he's yeah. had to make his noise on his own. Yeah, you know? I had a I had a guitar player that came and played with me one time, and he went and back in the old. Uh, like 2016, he he went on, and then uh, I wired up Cade Fainer's daddy's house. Yeah, you know, you know and uh, I'm over there in Shelbyville, and me and my boss wiring up his house, and he's like, uh, "That kid plays hell of a guitar, man." And he's looking for a band. He's got his own band, but he's looking to play when he ain't playing. I was like, okay, and so we was gonna have a a rehearsal, and I never made it over there to do it. But now, you know, his story, he went on Idol. Now he's with Gabby Barrett and yeah. doing big shit, man. And he don't he don't answer on Instagram. <laughs> so hey, Cade. No, he, he's good, man, he's just real good people. Like I'm I'll be honest with you, all bullshit aside, like you talk about faith, man. Yeah. That 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 guy right there and his family are just really great people. Yeah. Have you had any people make fake accounts? On you, Brian Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's That's like, what McElwain's over there doing literally right now. That <laughs> man's on his phone. You know what's crazy is like now now I have to go in there and block people that are, are telling people to message them because they're my manager. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. Yeah, okay, so faking me wasn't enough. Now you're faking you're my manager. Okay, yeah. I mean. <laughs> There's like fake. Uh, people are Trey's mom. They got fake Matt Burrills now. Huh? <laughs> Fake, yeah, they got everything. No fake McElwain. They sell like VIP tickets to meet no Trey. Shit. For yeah. a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Did people pay to have sex with Trey? Yeah, Golly. people pay to suck my dick in the green room that, to yeah. fake people. Yeah. Damn. That's pretty wild. crazy. Yeah. I'm just letting you know what's yeah, going. That's you that, know, you keep yeah. putting out good hey, music, this is what's happening. My, you know, you know, if my old lady ever runs me off, <laughs> I would take a paycheck for it. You, know? <laughs> <laughs> you ain't no one. Yeah. But yeah, they're going to have to pay me though, because I ain't going to deal with her. <laughs> Hell, they give me some shit. I'll just let you do it right now. Yeah. Yeah. Do anything for money. Yeah. Oh, um, man. That's great, dude. All right. Um, where's the bean boozled? Uh, 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 I got it. I, I could fuck up a jelly bean. Oh, you're about to. Here we go, Bonner. Okay. Your pomegranate or old bandage? I had that one last Dude, time. I don't even care what flavor it is. Just let me eat it. Here you go. Hold on. Wait till everybody gets theirs. <laughs> what? Can you do it at the same time? Trey is toasted marshmallow or stink bug. 
Lord. I don't want to play this anymore. <laughs> I don't even see that one, so I guess I got to go again. Your berry blue or toothpaste. I think, huh? Yeah. You got a good one. What is mine, Mitch? Stink somewhere. bug. Oh, that don't sound bad. A pomegranate. Damn, that's the same one. Damn. I'll just pick one. Yeah, just a uh, All right, you're getting a juicy pearl or booger. Oh, Lord. <laughs> Damn, bro. <laughs> Man. It could have been worse. I know there's another one in yeah, there. Yeah, boogers, boogers don't taste too good. <laughs> I'll do a birthday cake or dirty dishwater. Yum. Um, all right, y'all ready? Yeah. Yeah. One, two, three, go. Mm, fuck me. One's toothpaste. <laughs> Stink bug as fuck. My birthday cake. Fine, you gonna choose. I don't have a choice. <laughs> man, what'd you get? I got the booger, man. <laughs> <laughs> he make a face. He's just, uh, just chewing it up. <laughs> what did you get, Mitch? I got birthday cake. Damn, is it good? Mm-hmm. Man, fuck you, man. Does it taste like a booger? <laughs> <laughs> what you like booger? What you do? It don't taste like the other thing you said. Get More cheese. No, tastes, yeah, I got the booger. A juicy pear or a booger? It's not a juicy pear. <laughs> oh. So, yeah. We've all ate our boogers before, though. That ain't, yeah, that ain't too bad. Who, who in here was a booger eater as a kid? Me, for sure. I wasn't into eating my boogers, were y'all? Oh, no, I didn't. I was into picking them. Yeah, I might have I I test licked it one time. Like, I'd fling them. No, I tried. I definitely tried. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, definitely tried. Did you ever it, eat like, glue or crayons or anything? But some people did. No, I never did that. Watch you, Brian. Did you ever eat glue or crayon? No, I sniffed it, though. Sniffed it? Yeah. yeah. What about Sharpies? You ever Sharpie gasoline? Dude. No, I never, I never I heard, did that. That gets you like real fucked up. I never yeah. did the gasoline. I did love the smell of it. Though, or right? kerosene. I still love the smell of gasoline. Yeah. Like, I never did You that. ate your boogers? Oh, yeah, when I was little, yeah. I bet Mitch. I mean, I bet McElwain ate boogers. I mean, still look does. at me, dude. I'd eat anything. Yeah, we, we, <laughs> we had this kid. I didn't miss him when I was We had kid. this kid in high school. Oh, not high school, but middle school. Me and my brother called him Booger Nose. Because he just always had boogers. Hey, McElwain, you got any gum or something over there? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, so so you're on the oil field. Are you, you're playing music while you're working, like maybe after work. Yeah, after work, like we're all just drinking a beer, yeah. sitting around location, and no bullshit. Are people them. telling you that you suck at this point? Are they telling you you're good? Are they or but, what's what's the review review of you at this point? So like, that's you know, Brad, one of those bad boys. Okay. I, I think it started out as all I night. would I would kind of like uh, I'd be writing something, and I've always been like kind of go off to my own corner. Yeah, you know, and so. They would say, hey, man, you know, we heard you writing something. Let's, let's hear it. And I was like, ah. And that was kind of like my test in the waters. And I, uh, I'd sing them something. And he's like, man, you got to do something with that. Like, nobody writes about this shit. Like, nobody talks about what we go through out here. And it just kind of turned into that. Like, I was just, anything we'd go through. I'm talking about, like, you know, from one job uh, to the next. Like, anything we was going through, I would just write it. And it was like a journal through songs that I just... They liked it, so I just started putting it out to the world, and the rest of the oil field liked it. And next thing I know, that's that's really my demographic for a long time was cool. the oil field. So that's cool. Yeah. And it did so, a lot for you too, right? You yeah, struggle with with mm-hmm. like depression and stuff like yeah, that. Man. So it was kind of like it was it was definitely one of therapeutic. Those, it was therapeutic to kind of keep my head on straight uh, and not go off and do some crazy shit because it's easy to do that out there too. I mean. Oilfield towns are about like Nashville, you know. They're, you know they know that you're out there in a man camp for months at a time, sometimes year at a time, you know. And you're not at home, so you go anywhere, and it's like 
all they want, all they want, you know, there's women everywhere just like, hey, you know, you're, you go pull up into a coffee shop and they're in underwear. Like, yeah. that's, you know, yeah. so it's like, that's dangerous. Yeah, I was like, I, I, I think I'm just going to go sit on a tailgate and yeah. keep my shit together and, mm-hmm. uh, and keep my family together. And that's what I did, man. I just turned it all into songs and, you know, thought about them most of the time. And did you ever think that music would get you out of the oil field? When did or when did that become reality? It was something? always the drive. I think that that's the biggest thing. It was like it was a drive, but at the same time, the reality of showing up and doing what I was doing, whether or not I made it out of the oil field with the music, I was gonna make it out of the oil field by either you know advancing my career in the, mm-hmm. in the oil field or whatever. It, it didn't matter. Like I love my music, but I didn't have the money to go throw into music and do what I could do at work because i'm getting paid to show up and uh try to outwork the next guy and also like the guy behind me you know if i wanted to learn the next guy's job i knew that i had to have that guy at a certain level to where okay i'm gonna leave here and go learn what this dude's doing because he wants to learn what the next guy's going because you can't just leave a guy that don't know what he's doing on a rig and something blow up man because i mean that's the that's the biggest thing i faced a lot was like the uh that that constant uh you know it's always dangerous i've seen people very badly you know i've killed and injured out there you know so it's like i didn't i always wanted to leave with the people that was around me and make sure that they left the way they came in for their family and Mm. so if i ever taught somebody who was behind me or if somebody who ever taught me that was ahead of me Mm. they always said you're gonna do it the way i was taught to do it thoroughly to the point and that's (laughs) kind of been my thing ever since with songwriting it's like i just want to learn I want to learn something new every day about how I can uh, keep this craft going, this this uh, storytelling, to so to so it's uh, back in the authentic days when really and truly, if you was going through something, you just sit down and wrote it. And it didn't matter how freaking ugly it was or how uh, cliche it was. You know, mm-hmm. sometimes it's like I feel like I write some shit that I just want to. I want to write something that's uh, not about uh, having dark things and. Yeah. But I've learned to do that. It, it, in the beginning, I didn't know how to. Yeah, it was break. more of a therapeutic thing. Yeah. And now it's like, how do I yeah, continue I, this thing? And, you know, I feel good. So I fuck how do I make yeah. people feel good, too. You know? Especially, like, with on stage, man. You just don't want. They came to have a good time. And, like, everyone's an outlaw and all these songs that I got now upbeat. I'm there for those songs. I'm there for those. Yeah, you don't want to suck the energy the, yeah, out of the room. Yeah, I think like, we have one slow song in our set now. Yeah, you know? I think my, when I first got here, I was like, I had Beauty and a Struggle, and I had all these other sad songs, and More to Shine came out, and I wrote about the bull riding days, and I wrote about this, that, and the other. But uh, that upbeat energy, it is really like, that's another healing that I didn't know. Yeah. So, like, getting out there on stage and seeing those people that came to see you and they're singing your songs back to you, it just takes you back to, like, thinking, damn, man, like, they on, you know, I I know these guys that busted their ass to pay for these tickets to get here. Yeah. Every day they're doing the same thing that I've been doing all these years. And, you know, it may not be music that they're dreaming of, but they're dreaming of getting away or, yeah. or getting up in the world too. So if you're kind of, they're all looking at you. They want, they want to know how somebody looks like them that wears the same scars as them. And mm-hmm. it, it's up there on that stage and. And they're happy and thriving. Yeah, hell yeah. It's great, man. Um, when does uh, when's your EP coming out? EP, we're, we're shooting for fall. And you got a single coming out? 
before then? Do yeah, you know when that one's dropping? 27th? 27th. 27th. January 27th. January 27th. I don't know if this episode this episode won't be out by then, will it? I mean, no, it's, yeah, it's not. Well, anyways, go fucking listen to yeah, it. That's what we're <laughs> doing. Yeah. And uh, and I really appreciate you coming on the episode today, dude. I appreciate I you really too, do. man. I want to get another uh, another uh, writing session in. I know yeah, we got yeah, some we'll good ones up. We'll do us. it. We'll do it. Um, and then uh, where can everybody find you on everything? It's just uh, Brian Martin with a Y. I always tell everybody with a Y because. Uh, yeah, I think yeah, I think I got yeah. I got booked at a show because somebody thought I was Brian Martin with an eye. I mean, I, I, <laughs> I still enjoyed the show. Who's Brian? Who's <laughs> Brian with an eye, Martin? Uh, he's he's a good dude, but as long as the check clears. Yeah, well, you know, he, I, I think it was like one song he had listened to some of my other stuff, but he the, the one song that he that I didn't play. Oh yeah, yeah, I know. What I told about. you about he's, that. Yeah, uh, the fedora. Uh, yeah, he's like he's got like a fedora and a beard and great, you know, got some great songs. And I tell everybody, I was he like, lives in like, I'm trying to look this guy up. Yeah, I said, hey, y'all check him out too, but don't forget about the why. He's always, he's <laughs> the guy that's like always yelling at the at his tick on his TikToks, right? Oh no, that's Brian Andrews. Yeah, yeah, I've met Brian too. I played uh, Woodtalk, I think, or something like that. Uh, I'm gonna like, lose so many followers because of this. <laughs> <laughs> I don't give a fuck. Yeah, yeah, and I, it works, dude. I, you know, I, you know, my deal is too is like I. I've learned so much from social media of knowing what I can and what I can't do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because there's one thing I, you know, my deal is, is I'm not, an, you know, I joke with average Joe's all the time about like, put me in a movie. And it's like, you can't act. And I was like, yeah, you're right. I can't. Yeah. Like, I can't even act, you know, in these circumstances. Yeah. Like, you know, but I think that's a good thing too. At the end of the day, like one day I'll, I'll be able to learn how to like, I guess what you say, you know, Wear some of it a little bit differently, yeah. but still be me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But right now, I'm just happy with you know knowing yeah. that knowing who I am and knowing that the people know. Hey, I ain't very uh, media trained, or yeah. I ain't very yeah. uh, polished yet. Well, man, I just think you're real as it gets, and that's what I love about you. Well, thank you, you bro. I mean? You are too. Uh, you're you know you're very authentically yourself, and and I mean to me, that's that's the kind of people I want to. You know, be around and see succeed people that aren't putting on an act, and that's <laughs> yeah. a beautiful thing. So I appreciate it, man. stick 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 with that shit, yes, sir. Know? And uh, we appreciate you coming on to the podcast, and uh, y'all be sure to um, subscribe, watch, you know, like this video, whatever. If you're listening, go to uh, on iTunes and leave us a review. That would help us out. And uh, if you're listening, you should definitely watch it on YouTube and see our facial expressions (laughs) because it's really funny. So, um, yeah, we'll see you all next time on episode 27. Seven. Thank you. But thank you for listening to episode 26, and uh, we'll see you all later. Peace out. Give a holler to that blue-collar boy out in the holler. Let him ride you out the city around the farm. Do some fishing in the dark. Get you digging out the stars a little closer out here. Change of view. You wanna see how the down home looks on you? Light it up, he'll be gone. Just give a country boy a call. If you wanna see what you hear in them country songs, wanna watch a harvest moon hang all night long. If you wanna stick them high risers in the rear view, he's got a cross hanging from the middle one. All you gotta do is give a holler to that blue collar boy out in the. Let him ride you out the city, round the farm, do some fishing in the 
dark, it's a digging how the stars are a little closer at